Hey, it's Ron McLean. Welcome to Hockey Talk on the Rock. With Laura and Keith. It's interesting. So let's back up a second. He played absolutely out of his mind. It made no sense to me. And now, here are your hosts. Hockey Talk on the Rock number 68. It is March 21st. It is trade deadline day. There was stuff that happened all weekend, not just today, but a lot of stuff happened today. So we're going to talk about some winners and losers from the trade deadline, but we'll first recap the uh, not-so-great week since we last <laughs> talked for the Canucks and, and as well as uh, some trades they made. Yeah, so the Canucks, they, you know, came home to a six-game road road homestand, sorry, not roadstand, um, <laughs> and I was thinking, realistically, for them to have a shot at the playoffs, they were going to need four or five, if, or four or six, if not five or six, just because of how much harder their schedule gets post-deadline. Um, unfortunately, the Canucks did not do well. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, we talked right before the New Jersey game. Yeah. They got a big, exciting win. Yeah. And then they laid an egg against Detroit. Yeah. Didn't show up against Calgary. And then, Didn't yeah, show up against Buffalo. And I don't know, like, the combination of things that's happening. I do think part of it might be because they played basically so hard to get back into the conversation, and now they just don't have any gas left. But... The kind of way that I'll think that maybe that's not the case <laughs> is that this team has shown trends kind of throughout the year that they're not that good a team, even though they have been playing a lot better. And these things have now crept back into their game. And I just feel like they've gone as far as they're going to go kind of thing with this group, to be honest. Um, so... It, it sucks that it happened right before the deadline, but maybe it's a bit better than me getting my hopes up and then them completely falling apart post-deadline, which is kind of a Canucks tradition in recent-ish years. <laughs> Most notably for me is 2020, actually, when they paused the season, because I know they did make the playoffs that year, but it but wasn't... Falling off. It wasn't... They weren't going to, right? Yeah. So... It's just, it's frustrating, um, and it'll be very interesting to see what they do in the offseason because the moves that they made, which we'll talk about in a second here, are all, you know, pretty, not minor, but, like, I mean, we can start with the fact that they did trade Tyler Mott, which I was happy that they traded Tyler Mott because you couldn't re-sign him for over $2 million. I, Again, I love him as a player, but it's just not worth it to this team um, at that price tag. And then they essentially changed Tamnik into Dermot, who is younger and cheaper. So, again, I, I like the move. But the big decisions they have to make about the core of this group have been pushed to the summer, which in some ways is disappointing because of the prices that people were paying today to get rentals and mm -hmm. players with term. But all I can say is I just hope there's going to be more teams that will be in on those players in the summer. And so the, the price is still high. But, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, since Boudreaux took over, kind of backing up a little bit, um, they are a playoff team in terms of like their points percentage, but the 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 worst trend is like they don't come out to play no. for a lot. Like uh, the majority of the games, I would say that they they lost because they didn't come out to play, or they found themselves behind and they had to like yeah. drag themselves back into the fight for the game, which, as you alluded to, is is exhausting and could be why we're seeing such a fall off now. Yeah. Um, one thing I kind of noticed, because like Demko kind of stole most of the season for yeah. them, is he's been a bit average, and it's probably like they've been talking about his workload, but yeah. I've, I've noticed that there's like, 
trending towards five-hole goals. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but I've noticed that he's been letting a lot of five-hole goals in. I noticed in the Calgary game they were all blockers. Were they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I but noticed, like, the overtime loss when yeah. we were in Washington, and that then was uh, yeah. same with Buffalo, and yeah. then the Detroit goal was kind of fluky because it was a pass-off, but... It, right. I don't know. It's just something I kind of noticed. And again, that probably is just mentally exhausted kind of thing. Yeah. Not totally in the game, and... Uh, like I mean, a disappointment of the deadline was they couldn't move Halak, but not totally surprised just given the situation with Halak. Though it sounded like he was willing to waive, but again, just finding someone that wanted to take him on. Yeah, after this season, and like, there was only two goalies that were moved, yeah. and they were kind of better goalies. Yeah. Um, so so back back to the trades. Okay. <laughs> um, Hamannick did go to Ottawa, and they reacquired. Reacquired their own third rounder yeah, I like for that. this coming draft. Um, and Hamnick is 31 years old, one more year at $3 million. Yeah. And then they traded Winnipeg's third rounder that they got for Nate Schmidt to Toronto for Travis Dermott, who's 25 years old and $1.5 million on the cap. So they cut the cost in half for a D-man. They got six years younger on a D-man. Yeah. Um, listening to one of the guys from Toronto come on the radio today, he was talking about how much how fast Dermot is, yep. and that's one thing they've been talking about on their defense is how slow oh, they yeah. all are. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very noticeable the last few games. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> exciting to save that money and like take kind of a fire on a guy that... I think it was a smart move. At first, when I saw that they gave up the third for Dermot after immediately acquiring a third, I wasn't crazy about it because I was like, oh, the Canucks are finally getting picks. But again, when you think about it essentially as like a Dermot for Hammond swap, I realize they're not the same picks, but it's basically what they did. Yeah. I think it was smart. It was a smart move. It was a cap move, um, and I, I like that for them. So. And there is a small interesting caveat to this in them reacquiring their own third yeah. <laughs> and, and then not trading their own third. Yeah. Is it leaves them open to offer sheet somebody, which I don't. No. know how i feel about but <laughs> i guess that's something yeah it's there as um, you know as long as it's not like a cock and yeah, type guy. yeah <laughs> um and then the other trade the third and final vancouver trade was which we talked about vancouver yeah. traded tyler mott um <laughs> who's their only upcoming ufa other than halak to the rangers for a fourth rounder in <laughs> 2023 and it, i mean you look at the day and the fourth line wingers or fourth line forwards yeah. and that was kind of the market so yeah um, I know in our market, and you and I definitely thought he was going to get more than yeah. that, but uh, it turns out it just wasn't that type of market. And I will say this, like I, I think Vancouver in general, but every market is like this, where you overvalue young players. Yeah. And so again, like you see Tyler Mott and what he does on a daily basis, and you, he does bring the intangibles to a team, and you know, I thought I thought they'd get a higher pick, but... I'm happy they got something. I'm happy they didn't just leave it because, again, I'm kind of haunted by that. But, yeah, the I Rangers mean, got a good player in Tyler Mott. So. For sure. Yeah, he'll, he'll be a good depth player. I mean, there's yeah. two things I'll put out there with Tyler Mott. As, I mean, like, he's at his career high with yep. 16 points. Yeah, right? exactly. He's only 16 points. <laughs> um, but he's a hardworking player. Yeah. And, any uh, penalty kills. And, yeah, any penalty, ki penalty kills. And then, like, uh, I think it was Frank Cervelli who was on the radio at the end of the day there, and, he, and he's like, well, how do you think you can get more when everyone's looking at Vancouver's cap situation going, yeah. really, you're going to keep him and give him a raise and sign him? Like, yeah, I, exactly. I, they don't, like, I don't think anyone saw that as a, a 
realistic thing, especially with the message that the management has been touting. Yep. So there you have it. That's kind of the Canucks. They, <laughs> that was they, the Canucks. They did some stuff. They saved a bit of money. They moved out a player and got something for him rather than let him walk. And like you said, in the summer, there's probably going to be some heavy lifting and some, yeah. some big moves. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Overall, um, for the Canucks, I would say it was anticlimactic, but it wasn't necessarily bad. That's yeah. kind of how yeah, I view it. It for was sure. just like it was meh. Um, um, and and I'm gonna keep watching. Like you know, early in the season, it was like it was bad. Yeah. So in the Boudreaux era, leading through the end of the year, like I'm gonna keep watching because yeah. it's been exciting. And it's I mean, it's been exciting, there, and you, you don't hope. know. <laughs> it's very. I'd say it's very unlikely they make the playoffs, but there there's something. There's something there, and someone yeah. has to take that spot. I mean, again, going back to the little bit of the wild card stuff. I know you want to get into the trades, but like. Vegas obviously got those two wins that were big for them. So right now they're still in that spot, but they've played, I think, more games than anyone. I know they've definitely played more games than Dallas, but I think they've also played more games than Winnipeg and Vancouver, which are really the teams that will be in yeah. on that spot. Yeah. The thing about Vegas that I think is interesting is now because they have so many injuries, maybe they can go back into that mentality that they had in their first year. Like everyone's cutting, like, kind of counting us out and so we're gonna show up and we're gonna outwork you and because <laughs> they have like they don't have a goalie and stuff I think maybe that is an easy play with that group especially that second line like the guys who've been there for a long time and being like okay guys like show us what you got again yeah but I do think they're vulnerable so it is it's interesting but well, we'll see, we'll considering see. they only have four of those guys that were there for that yeah, mentality run. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I can, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, still they're playing Pouliot and Ham, uh, Hutton on defense. Like, yeah, they're, I, they're a, there's a weakness there, but I, I don't know who I'd pick of that group, like, fighting for the spot, who would make it. Yeah, and so, I mean, if they had a better backup goalie, yeah. like, the, the <laughs> Leonard being out is it's really, really going to... Yeah, it's yeah. really going to hurt them. So I, I almost now believe that, <laughs> like, I can see Winnipeg making a good run. They've been playing yeah. well lately. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It's, it, it's kind of wide open, unlike yeah. the other side. Oh, yeah. The other side's totally, completely shut. So, but anyway, let's move on to the other trades. Yeah, let's talk some trades. Like, I've got uh, some winners, some honorable mentions, and some losers. And, I mean, there's some big trades that I don't have on here we can yeah, talk about, sure. too. But um, do you do you have anything of the sort, or you just want to build off what I got, or what do you think? Just build off what you have. Um, do you want to start with talking about your boy? Well, yeah, Florida is in my winners. Okay, okay. Florida is in my winners, so I'll start with Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had to give them as a trade deadline winner because they're already a top team in the NHL, if not the top team. I haven't looked in the the league standings in a little bit. Yeah, I think um, it's either them or Colorado. That's what I thought. Yeah, one, one of the two. So they're like they're already loaded with offense. Like we've talked about how entertaining their forwards are. They score a yeah. lot of goals, and now they add in Giroux. I'm totally excited for that. I'm wearing a Florida jersey. <laughs> I'm gonna be on the bandwagon here, because I'd love to see him lift the cup. Um, secretly, kind of hoping for a '96 Finals rematch. Oh yeah. With Colorado. That would be pretty sweet. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it would be a lot of goals. It would sure. be a lot of goals. Um, so then they add Sherratt and they add Hag on D, like Sherratt obviously yeah. like a top four, Hag more of like a six, seven. And they'll get Ekblad back in the playoffs. They'll get Ekblad back and you need D in the, in yeah. the playoffs. So, uh, I'm a believer. I think they can win the cup. Um, as long as Bobrovsky <laughs> does his job. Yeah. Uh, that's the big thing. So... 
Yeah, I mean, I'll say this about Florida. Like, that division is in, is insane, right? Like, you're Florida, Tampa, and Toronto is your top three. Yeah. And then you look at Boston in the wild card right now, and they're all they're all good teams. Um, I still think Tampa probably, to me, has the best team in that division. I know they're not atop the division, but the thing about Tampa is, is like, they have Vasilevsky, right? Yeah. But the way that you can beat Vasilevsky is by having as good an offense as you possibly have, and I think that's what Florida has done. Yeah. So, I really, really, really want another battle of, of Florida. Oh, man. That's, Me like, too. all I want in the playoffs. If that happens in the second round, I'll be so stoked because I think it's going to be just, un, like, unreal for hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with you. I think that Florida did... Like they they position themselves to go all in. They don't have a first round pick now until twenty twenty five. Yeah. Like they're they're in. So we'll see what happens. I, I personally think there's kind of three teams that could win the cup this year and it'll be Tampa, Florida and Colorado. Yeah. Um, so yeah. We'll see what happens. We but I'm excited for the Eastern playoffs in general, but So yeah, I gave I had two winners who like added and okay. then I had one winner. Uh, who like sold really well so i'll move on to the other winner for who added and i picked minnesota yeah um mainly because like obviously we've talked about recently how they've been slipping and it's kind of the goalies yeah you know talbot and kakin have been letting in like four plus goals a game for like a month and a (laughs) half so they did get flurry best goalie available yeah for a second if they go far turns out to be a first but uh they need to do it like we've talked about the cap hell they're going to be in for the next three years so they had to do it they got Delorier from Anaheim for yep. a third, and then they got uh, Middleton from San Jose for yep. Kakinen, who I guess they've just <laughs> lost all faith in. Yeah. So, I already thought that their roster is like built for the playoffs. Yep. Like they're big. They've got yep. two like Selkie type centermen, um, and then they added two big guys in Delorier and Middleton. They've got a guy who's played really good playoff hockey in net now. Yeah. Like I don't know. I thought they did well to do what they could, and they also traded away Victor Rask. Yeah. I don't know something to Seattle, but save some cap for my guess. Yeah, I agree. Again, I think Minnesota has done very well, and they're my like they were my sleeper pick in the West at the beginning of the year. Yep. I thought they have a they've done well in the last year of building this team, specifically in the last two years, I guess. So, mm. I, I like their moves. I think Flurry needed to be done. They needed to address goaltending in some way, just because of their situation. I mean. Like Edmonton and Toronto, which are the other places that to me really needed goalies, you could argue that they they can wait till the off season. You know, if something doesn't go right, they mm-hmm. can wait. A mini, I feel like they can't. They had to go all in, so it was smart. The other ads were, you know, just tinkering with their with the roster there a little bit, but I think we'll see what the playoffs bring. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, in the playoffs, I fully believe they can beat anyone in the West, not named Colorado. Yeah, I agree. So it's just a matter of when they meet up with Colorado, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my third winner was Anaheim because, man, like... Yeah, they did well. That is, like, the definition yeah. of you have UFAs coming up, get value for yeah. them. So I, I wrote it out real quick here. They traded out Lindholm, Raquel, Manson, Delorier, and two LTIR contracts. Yeah. And in return for that, they got one first, 
five second rounders, one third, Hellison, Vakaninen, Aston Reese, Simon, <laughs> this Klang guy who's yeah. a goalie, and Evgeny Dadnov. See, that just pains me as a Canucks fan when you read something like that, and I just think back over the years of what they could have done. Oh, it's like, insane. Yeah. I don't know. Like, this is insane. This is how UFA assets should be handled when you're coming up through a rebound. Yeah, and again, Anaheim could have looked and been like, oh, we're relatively close to the playoffs. We're going to make our push, but... They, they embraced it. They said, no, we're getting assets. And I, I loved what Anaheim did today. I thought it was really, really smart. Yeah. So normally when we do these winner-loser things, I always pick guys who are going for it. But yeah. I'm like, I had to give Anaheim a win there. The other team that I would throw in kind of in that mix a bit is Montreal for what they've done like since dealing to Foley. I thought they've also done Yeah, well. they're my, my honorable mention okay. side thing here. Montreal for selling assets. Yeah. Because right? they got a good return for Lekin in. Chirot, yeah, and they Toffoli. have been playing better too. So again, it's like you're getting fans to kind of buy into this younger group of your Suzuki's and your Caulfields, but you're able to, you know, shed some money at the same time. And I think that is going to be very advantageous for them. And you never know what's going on with Carey Price for next year if he can come back. I mean, the only thing I'd say about Montreal now is that their defense isn't very good, mm. which was their strength before. Yeah. So, but I think they've done well um, at getting assets for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, they, they got um, that highly touted D prospect from Colorado, yeah. little, Justin Baron. Baron. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought so, that was smart for them. Yeah. And so. yeah, everything, like everything that they sold, they got really good value. Yeah. For. Even Brett Kulak, they got a pretty yeah. good return from Edmonton. I was pretty surprised. Yeah. So, yeah. Honorable mentions, Montreal was one I had. Yeah. Seattle, too, I just put for selling stuff. Like, they didn't <laughs> capitalize on their expansion <laughs> I draft. Know. But they definitely <laughs> sold guys. The thing that made me laugh about that is like when they started trading all these assets like back, like again, like Appleton back to Winnipeg. I forget, was it for a fourth? Yeah. And I was laughing about that because I'm like, yeah, in the summer you're asking a first and a third or whatever to protect your asset, and now you're okay with a fourth. Yeah. So like they did well, but I don't know how well they actually did. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. They, they sold. They they yeah. got into players. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like they didn't get a whole bunch of picks yeah. and prospects. At the expansion draft, but the first deadline they definitely did because I think they've got whatever yeah, twenty five yeah, picks yeah. in the next two drafts. Yeah. So I gave them honorable mention, um, and then I gave Chicago one to mainly for the massive return they got for Brandon Hagel, yeah, which was insane. insane. Like they got two first rounders yeah. and two what I thought were highly talented prospects in Boris Kachuk and Tyler Radish. Yeah, and he scored last night too. Radish, yeah. yeah so. Tampa Bay gave up a lot. I understand that Hagel's on 1.5 mil yeah. for the next two years, RFA after, so he's team controlled. Yeah. But that was a massive, a massive haul. Yeah. And then they got a second for Flurry that could be a first. So yeah. Chicago no, they, did they okay. Did well, yeah. Um, do you have any other honorable mentions for buyers? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. Do okay. you? I'm trying to think. I mean, again, like, I don't mind what Tampa did. I I understand they gave up a lot, um, but I do think that that third line now with um, Hagel and Hall is good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Who else? I, I mean, I had Colorado and I crossed them off. Colorado, Because yeah. I like that they got Manson and, like, Lekkanen. I thought was a real good pickup. Yeah. Cogliano. Cogliano. They got some, like, again, some depth guys there. They didn't, I mean... They got, I guess, Josh Manson before, yeah. but, like, they didn't make any big, big splash, but no. um, I, I, I don't mind their moves. I mean, they've got, the thing about Colorado is they have their firepower, right? Like, 
not like they really need to add more yeah. <laughs> provided that no one gets hurt and they didn't give up any of their um like assets like Newhook or byron so. Mm-hmm. so i mean there's a few teams that are like contenders that i i kind of put in like the mushy middle here yeah. that we can talk about because there was some big trades that aren't in here yeah but i'll quickly go to the losers sure i put five down yeah and i just put kind of one line to go with them <laughs> um Toronto, I said they're losers for not adding or addressing the goaltending. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Buffalo, I said, you know, because they're such a bad team, you think they would sell more assets, and all they did was trade Robert Hag for a six. I was going to say, did they do anything? I forgot that Hag was even in Buffalo. Yeah, so that was the only thing yeah. they did. You'd, I would have thought they would have sold more. Something, yeah. Columbus, same, similar thing. They're yeah. not going to be a playoff team, and all they did was get rid of Domi, and all yeah. they got back was Hristchuk yeah. or yeah. whatever, which was weird. Um LA is the only team in a playoff spot that I put as a loser yeah. because they're in a playoff spot and all they did was add Troy Stetcher and two other no-name prospect D. Yeah. And the Islanders I put on the loser list because they literally sold nobody. <laughs> yeah. In fact, they went ahead and extended Clutterbuck and Parise, <laughs> which I, I don't know. I mean, I guess yeah. they're calling it an anomaly year and they see them bouncing back next year, but I couldn't believe they sold nobody. That is pretty crazy. So th- that's just my run through of the losers. Yeah. I don't know if there's any other teams that jumped out to you as like probably should have done more. I mean, um, I would kind of like Toronto. I'd say Edmonton, but they're a little bit less desperate right now with the goaltending. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anyone else I can think of? Yeah, I think I think. Like, Saint Louis do anything? They got Letty. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the other team that for me that again. Probably should have done more. Probably should have done a little bit more. Yeah, Edmonton too, I agree. Like, they got um, Broussard and they got Kulak, but, I mean, same as Toronto. Like, you kind of thought they were going to address the goaltending. Yeah. Um, in that mushy middle, we can talk about Toronto getting Giordano and Blackwell. Yeah. Like, that was a good deal. I too. think they got a good deal out of yeah. Seattle for that, only giving up, what was it, two seconds in the third. Yeah. And Blackwell was a better player in New York yeah. than he I was in Seattle. I could see him being so. a good depth guy in uh, Toronto. Totally. And then the other big trade, I guess, that we can quickly go over was Boston got Lindholm. Yeah, I mean, I talked about and yeah. I'm trading him, but they got him. And um, that's another, to me, honestly, I found that trade a little bit interesting, too, because if I'm like a Boston fan, which I'm not, to me, Boston's problem is like secondary scoring. And I understand that Lindholm's a very good defenseman, but I just didn't see why they, like, they felt like that was the need mm-hmm. over finding like someone who can help put the puck in the net. Yeah, I don't know. The interesting thing is they also extended DeBrusque, right? And so to me, it looked like they were going to move him with the extension, but I guess they're going to wait till the summer now to do that. Right. But I kind of thought that might be in play. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Lindholm's a, a really good defenseman, and they, they locked him up long term. They gave up a lot to get him, but they knew that they were going to do that deal when they got him. Yeah. Because... They were evidently like the runners up on Sherratt, and that's okay. why they didn't get Sherratt. Was they're like, we want to negotiate with him long term, and Montreal's like, no, we don't want that. We just want to sell. Right. So, anyway, um, yeah. So that was that was a big return for uh, Anaheim, for but I mean, yeah. yeah, we've already we've <laughs> already applauded Anaheim for what they've done. Yeah. So yeah, I mean there was a lot of other trades just kind of moving around the <laughs> here, and uh, I mean you know there was teams that did very little. Um, the other team that I think is interesting too a bit is is Winnipeg because they I was going to bring sell. up Winnipeg. They brought in a couple guys. Yeah. They brought in Sanford and they brought back Appleton, but then they they sold big on yeah. top. Which um, again I think was smart for them because 
you don't know. They're in that weird mushy middle right now in the standings. Yeah. But it was it wasn't worth it. Like if they were you know first or second in the division, I would have said yeah, keep them as your own rental and see how it goes. Mm. But I think they made the smart move to sell high on him essentially and see how it goes. And yeah, I mean, and and everyone else, I feel like. I'll get to one more that didn't make sense, but I feel like everyone else made sense. You know, like Nashville made a little tweak here. Um, Dallas made a little tweak there with like Nemestikov. Yeah. Um, You know, teams that are like right there on that fringe of just being in or maybe getting in, you know, made little tweaks and it made sense. Washington, I thought, would have been more active. Yeah, Washington was quiet. Because they got Marcus Johansson back. Yeah. um, And that, that was it. And... From what I understood, they wanted to do something with their goaltending because they've like lost faith in Samsonov. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being like the cemented thing. in that eight spot in the East now too. Yeah. I would have thought they would have tried to do a little bit more to move out of it to not have to get destroyed by Florida in the yeah. first round. But the thing that I read about uh, like Washington today was like you know I feel like everyone in the East and I don't agree with this to this degree, but the the writer was like everyone in the East is a contender except for Washington. Yeah. And I was like, I, I do think there's levels, but to me, they're clear, like, higher. <laughs> there's a hierarchy of contenders in the East, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's odd they were so quiet, but especially because their their core is getting up there, right? And if you look at what Pittsburgh did, in that they were also very, very quiet until after the deadline passed and they picked up Raquel. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, like, a, I said it was a sneaky move for them. And that I think that one could pay out for Pittsburgh for sure, um, because they're the other team that, for me, and I know they're higher up in the standings than Washington, but I, I still don't totally see them as being a contender. Yeah. But at least they tried to do something today. Yeah, and I, I mean, I feel like they felt like they had to. Yeah. Even though they, I don't think they wanted to bring on more contract problems at the end of the year, but like you know, with Rust, Malkin, and Latang yeah. all up at the end of the year, and now Raquel too, like. I feel like they felt like they owed it to the core to go for it one more time. Yeah. And they didn't give up a first. No. So, I don't know. Pittsburgh could surprise and win a round. Yeah. Maybe two, depending on how the Metro falls. I could see if it's Pittsburgh, New York. I could see Pittsburgh pulling that off. Again, depending on how Shesterkin plays and depending on how Jari plays. Yeah. Like, that's basically the key there. But, yeah. like, yeah. Um, And to be honest, I'm not completely sold on Carolina. That would be the other team that we could talk about if you want. Oh, um, yeah, because all they did was get Domi. They added Domi, and then they re-signed Kotkaniemi. And, like, I don't know, I watched them play the Saturday night game against Toronto this week, and it probably wasn't just... It could have been that it just wasn't a very good game for Carolina, but to me, there's something about that team that's still not there. And I know they're in first in that division, but I don't know if I'm sold on them for the playoffs. And also, like, Freddie Anderson in the playoffs doesn't have the greatest history. Yeah. So, you know, there's some stuff there about that team that I feel like they could have they could have done a bit more today to kind of keep up with the arms race in the East. But, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be wild, though. It's, it's getting interesting, and the yeah. playoffs are going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of like you wish you're going to hit the fast-forward yeah. button and let's just get there. Yeah. But uh, like you say, things could change in the West in these next whatever it is, four weeks. So. The other thing that I think would be really funny to happen in the playoffs, and this is jumping back to the West, would be if Vegas does make it in in that eighth seed and they take Colorado in the first round. Because I don't think it's going to be – like I think Colorado will destroy them, but I just think it would be funny like to have those storylines going into it and yeah. then you have it in the first round. But anyway, 
I thought about that the other night, and I was like, oh, we could get some good first-round hockey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's too bad that we're not going to be able to see Flurry versus Vegas, because I just that don't see that happening. That amazing, but I yeah. Know. I just don't see no, how that would work no. out. Uh, yeah. All right. But, yeah. Um, anything else? Yeah. I don't, I mean, we said we weren't going to talk about all the trades. I yeah. think we talked about all the <laughs> trades. There were so many, and it's always exciting, so it's just going to be fun now for the next few weeks watching how it plays how out. it all plays out and you know what trades really worked out and and who's the who's the contenders and who's the pretenders as they say yeah and the canucks now are gonna head out on the road for a few games and as mentioned yeah now the quality of competition goes up a bit and we get a bunch of back-to-backs so yeah what is it five back-to-backs <laughs> yeah in the next 18 games yeah so yeah so we'll see how it goes we'll see how many stories to lack yet <laughs> or if they're just gonna ride Demko out to the end but yeah we'll see how that all shapes up and yeah go from there all right well I think we'll do this again next week have some more hockey to talk about obviously no trades to talk about and uh yeah that was Hockey Talk on the Rock episode number 68 thanks for listening that's Laura I'm Keith Ooh.